guess we'll, uh, that's fine. We'll flush it out during the show. Eh, we'll let's Mike's warm. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's go live then, huh? Welcome back to The Truth Hurts. I'm Jake Duesenberg. We expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media on this show. Joining me, as always, is a political junkies led by Mega Jesse. How you doing, Mega Jesse? I'm doing good. You know, we got some good things to get into. Mostly, I'm excited for WrestleMania this weekend. So, if you're watching WrestleMania, let, let me know. You know, we we uh, we got a lot of good stuff going on there. That they didn't pay for that plug. Why are we doing <laughs> the plug for WrestleMania? Oh, come on, man! So WrestleMania is this weekend. That means the legislature's in session. <laughs> yeah, it's the same uh, crap. It's pro wrestling. That's all it is. It's all staged. In case you guys don't know that, it's mostly staged. Mr. Pro wrestling's real. <laughs> God. Mr. Straight Lace himself over there, William Beck. How you doing, man? Joining us live are the political junkies, Jake. What did I is. say? You said is. Well, you're correcting grammar now? I'm straight laced. I think All right. It's my well, character. they is cre- they is um correcting my grammar. He's going by <laughs> they now. They them. <laughs> We're actually gonna have a video about that. Lee Finky video you probably haven't seen before. Back from Ireland is Bridget. Bridget, so good to have you back. I'm happy to be back. That's it's why fun. we got the pink color. The Sorry. She, every I'm time. <laughs> And I always get yelled at for not talking sh- to the mic. Bridget will be reading okay. your comments today. Make sure you let us know where you're watching from. Dawson running the dials like a monkey, as always. Does a great job. It's just him. Bridget doesn't really do anything. Just I kidding, just chill. Bridget. Drink my bubble. Um, she'll be reading your comments. William will be researching live, fact-checking uh, comments. <laughs> and <laughs> or grammar, me. apparently. Or me, I don't know. Okay, we're going to get right into things. Uh, you are – well, first of all, let me tell you all the things we're going to cover today. First, we're going to talk about the election bill that you need to know about. I don't think it's getting a lot of coverage. Um, and that's going to probably come up for a vote in the House tomorrow. Is that correct? House? Mm-hmm. Jesse? Okay, House. Then we're going to go to James O'Keefe's new project, his first video, famous from Project Veritas. They got rid of him. He's got his own project. But before we do that, you're going to have to move to Rumble because we are going to go off the YouTube stream to talk about that because that for sure will get us kicked off YouTube for good. Then we're going to cover uh, Finky, Lee Finky, the transgender man. Sorry, they call it transgender woman. He is a man. His video, we got a couple things, and we're going to tease a docu- uh, mini documentary that uh, Maggie Jesse's putting together. Then we just learned that there's a Dennis- Tennessee gun control activist stormed the Capitol in Tennessee. So apparently only Daily Wire is calling it a storming. Everyone else is just saying protesters show up at the capitol and right. get in the yeah we'll, we'll cover right. that as well and then if we have enough time we want to talk to you about the restrict act not getting a lot of coverage from the mainstream corporate media those liars this is interesting Should stuff be. this is like patriot act 2.0 they're coming after us again once again they want to surveil and look into all of our behaviors on the internet this is important stuff we'll break it down for you but first you're not going to get this from anywhere else the election bill is coming up for a house vote tomorrow Let's pull up the article uh, that William published. William, what do we know right now about this bill? Well, it's pretty crazy. Uh, they threw every little wish list item that they had except for ranked choice voting. Uh, they're not putting that in this big bill from what I can tell. Uh, so some of the crazier provisions you'll see here, uh, voter pre-registration for 16, 17-year-olds, because you know they just they want to get those young people out to the polls for Democrats. Uh, it also puts Minnesota in with the National Popular Vote Compact, for those who aren't familiar. Uh, it's this big interstate compact where if triggered, um, if enough states sign on, 
the presidential election would essentially go to the winner of the popular vote. These states would give their electoral votes to not the person who wins the state, but to the person who wins that the plurality, the plurality of, of the vote. Exactly. Right. Um, Which is a ridiculous thing. National popular vote just basically says all the large states, big populations, the big hubs, the election, not even the big states, all the metro areas will just turn out the votes to the nth degree because that's where the Democrats base is. And then all the rural votes will just basically be washed away the side. We see this in Minnesota. We know that Twin Cities is hard to overcome when it comes to, you know, Republican tickets or anti-Democrat tickets. Right. So, um, yeah, terrible thing. By the way, let's stop right there on the national popular vote. Click on that link. Does that go to the bill? Nope. That goes to an article we wrote about. Let's it. go to the it's article like we wrote ago. about it because this has actually got bipartisan support. Not, nope. Nope. Uh, know, uh, national at. popular vote compact. Yeah, right there. There we go. This is. Um, did we reuse the same <laughs> image? Oh, <laughs> oh no. my god! I just exposed you. <laughs> we linked you, to lazy itself. bum. No, 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 no. Um, Wait, this is not it. Did you just? Is this a circular link? Yeah, I accidentally circular linked to the link. Wrong thing. Okay, the point I was going to make: this actually has, I'm going to say this quotations, bipartisan support. Why? Pack Ruffalo's on it. Mm-hmm. You got a rhino. Oh yeah, I Republican. About that. Well, you would know this if you didn't give a circular link there. Well, William. you had me make some last minute edits real quick. So Wait a second, that's not fair. You brought up two stories to me after this this story came out. <laughs> you don't even put that this on is me. different than researching stuff. Though. By the but way, anyway. I want to I want to make an appeal to you guys. Go to actionforliberty.com. Click that donate button. Help us out here because. It's a lot of work to get the show prep for you. We are so humbled by the audience that's coming here every day or every Tuesday and Thursday and watching videos every day when we release it. Uh, we couldn't do it without your guys' support. Please help us out. We are. You should see uh, production day. It's a lot of work. Um, and then Dawson's got to make it all, all the craziness come together at the end, which is a lot of fun. Uh, not, not a lot of fun. I see that look on your face. So we really appreciate you. We could use your support. Um, so, Pat Garofalo of Farmington, Minnesota, total rhino, total establishment shill. He's actually on that bill. Now, why on earth would a Republican be on a bill that delivers a national popular vote to the Democrats? Because well, it's think- always going to be the Democrats. Republicans mm-hmm. aren't going to win the national popular vote. If The only reason they do at all, which I don't think they've won the popular vote since probably 04, I'm guessing, George W. Bush. I would imagine that's the last popular vote that he won. Right. Gore won it in 2000. Mm-hmm. So I think the last time a Republican won the popular vote was 2004. I'm just trying to fact check myself. I just here. updated that link if you want to refresh the page. Yeah, refresh that page. So, and that is under the current rules where popular vote doesn't even count. Once they change the, all, the whole elections to the national popular vote, that 100% will happen. Yep. Uh, they will all, the Democrats' machine will just campaign purely in the metro area. They won't even worry about some of these counties, semi-rural counties in swing states. They'll just ignore that. They'll go right to L.A., New York, Chicago, Minneapolis, Dallas, Houston, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So it's not good for us at all, national popular vote. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's updating there. Maybe he's got to hit refresh on the top. Is that now working? Still circular link. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll have that updated for you guys uh, here shortly. Anyhow, we just want to show you the authors on the bill. It's Democrats plus Rhino Pat Garofalo on that bill. Mm-hmm. Almost clearly. I mean, that's your read on it, Jesse. Clearly going to just hand 
elections to Democrats for president. Yeah, and I think especially because we're talking about the uh, House file version of this bill, uh, which is even worse than the Senate file version of this. Uh, there it is. It, yeah, that's uh, Steve Simon there, you know, who wants to gut the yeah, Electoral this is, College. This is the uh, article. It, it looks like it refreshed now. Scroll down there. You'll see the authors on it. Dawson. Uh, oh, where is it? Uh, maybe we just mention it. No, there's the actual bill. Yeah, we mentioned it there. So mm-hmm. you click on that bill. Yeah, and it says sponsors by. Yep, there, there's yeah. the sponsors. Free, it's Freeburg's bill. That's what it's been known as. You can see uh, Garofalo is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he's just surrounded by a bunch of lefties, mm-hmm. which seems to be at home with them. Go to the Senate file companion on the top. I don't think there's a single Republican on this bill. There's not. Yeah. Rob Kupek, brand new swing district uh, Democrat on that bill. Mm-hmm. And look who else is on it. Bobby Joe Champion, the uh, r- the crazy leftist Senate president. And Ann Put Me to Rest is on there, too. Uh, yeah. Senator Ann Put Me to Rest. So mm-hmm. I mean, none and of she's got quite the attitude. Have you watched her on the Senate? She, Boy, she, she yells feisty. at people. Yeah, yeah she's, mm-hmm. uh, she's a quick yeller. You she's so boring until she starts yelling. Yep. And then she's very stern. But none of these really matter because they're going to put it into the omnibus bill. Now, the interesting part is, if we continue along with the original article, um, the Senate version doesn't have the bit about raising the threshold from 5% to 10% for minor parties. Yeah. Um, So for those who don't know, we have two major pop parties in Minnesota uh, because both of them achieve 5% of the popular vote in a statewide election now one of those parties is losing their major party status the other one the legal marijuana now party currently still has their major party status and that just means all you have to do is say i'm running as this candidate and you're on the ballot otherwise you need petition signatures to get on the ballot now you know i i don't care much for third parties i think if you want to run as a third party well you gotta explain what five percent means then i don't think i think i did uh, you need five percent in a statewide election yeah, so did statewide I statewide general election? General right. election, you have to so like a statewide candidate, you mm-hmm. have to achieve five percent in one of those elections. Right, right. So that could be U.S. Senate, that could be you know governor, lieutenant governor, it could be the uh, auditor. So any and of that, those, positions. and that's how both parties had it because I think one had it like an auditor and the other one had it like the attorney general's race right. or something. Yeah, yeah, that Kevin O'Connor, whoever it was back uh, yeah. challenging Keith Ellison, twenty eighteen. So obviously uh, the parties want. The, the uniparty wants no competition, right? They want to just Republican-Democrat. They want to give you two choices. That's the whole thing, right? Two choices. Well, and you'd think that having the pop parties would help the Republicans, but for some reason, Dave Han is on board with getting rid of, uh, from raising it from a 5% threshold, so 5% of the vote, to getting 10% of the vote. Well, no one ever statewide. accused David Han of being smart. You know, there is an article out by the reformer today exposing the uh, Republicans that supported Tim Davis's campaign for uh, auditor. Yeah, he was was one of the pop party candidates for state auditor. We should bring Mm -hmm. Liberty Longbeard on uh, the show to uh, provide us comments on that that (laughs) article. Mm -hmm. And then the last major one is uh, conceal the addresses of elected officials. So people get upset when you... uh, door knock them, uh, asking them to vote a certain way. Uh, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable considering a lot of times these elected officials don't respond to phone calls or emails. And I know where you're going with this, Jake. They come door knocking us asking for votes around election season. Mm-hmm. So why is it unreasonable for us to go to them 
and say, hey, why are you voting this way? Why are you voting to increase government? Why are you not keeping your campaign promises? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's ridiculous. The idea that we can't know where our legislators live. It might be more nefarious on this, and I'll get to that in a second. But Mm -hmm. just the idea that they're above us, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we do know where Governor Walls is about to live. That's enough. <laughs> Republican Mike McFadden's <laughs> home for seventeen thousand dollars paid for by you and me. That's apparently seventeen thousand a month. Seventeen thousand dollars a month. Good correction there. But the idea that they that we can't know where they live, they have the voter file. They know everything about us, our mobile phone number, our address. Luck some of them will even find ways to get our email addresses. They got all this information and they door knock us, right? But we can't door knock them. Now, I'm not saying, you know, protest outside their house. I'm not saying, like, do anything out of um, don't 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 be violent. Don't be non. I, I hate to say non courteous because maybe they deserve it. But you know what? Don't step above and beyond the bounds of good common decency here. But you absolutely should have a right to knock on the door. Now, they could just hide behind their door. They don't have to come knock. I know that's what happened when uh, people were knocking on Judy, uh, not Judy, uh, Julie Sandstead's door back in 2021. She hid behind it. She never came out, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, And Julie Sandstead never was at the office, never went to the Capitol. Still got per diem, by the way, Hmm. which is interesting. We know in our case, Judy Seberger, um, Senator Judy Seberger over Afton, Hastings, Lake Elmo, our, our William and my senator, she won't respond to emails or phone calls. Not at all. So, yeah, like we should be able to call her at home then, right? Or call her on her mobile number, right? Because they do. she does that to us. Her campaign door-knocked me. Pretty stupid because I had a Tom DePal sign in my yard, but <laughs> they door-knocked me. So 100% agree with you. And, of course, they want to sneak this into the bill, and they'll say, oh, it's because of the heightened political violence. They never care mm-hmm. about the heightened political violence against us, though, right? They're just above and beyond this thing. Right. Well, another big reason that they want to hide these addresses is because of carpetbaggers. It's because of people That's who move going. into the district. Yep. Exactly. You know, there's going to be so much more fraud and it's going to be so much harder to catch. How are we supposed to know where a legislator lives if they really live in the district? Uh, there's going to be no way of knowing if this bill passes because they can just hide their address. And, uh, you know, there's so many examples. Jim Newberger uh, and... Uh, uh, what's that one what guy's the guy name? down south? Dornick? Gene yeah, Dornick. Gene Dornick. Yeah, there's plenty. And uh, Tori Westrom. Kurt Dow was doing this. You know, this is what they do. They, they go through the legal change and all that stuff, but they don't really live there, right? There mm-hmm. was one really interesting one, Julie Rosen. She used to, she had this uh, $1.5 million house in South St. Paul or Invergrove Heights somewhere over there. It was right off the river. Meanwhile, she was renting a shack in her district down south. Mm-hmm. And it was like no AC. It's like you don't live there, right? Like no one believes this stuff. Yep. They pull these tricks on you. Now they don't even want to have to have a public record of their address. Right. So how and would anyone there's, know? There's already avenues that people use. Uh, some of these politicians use to hide their address on the campaign finance board. And when you look at the Secretary of State's website, when you try to find out where do they live, uh, you know, a lot of them choose not to list their residence. They claim that you know they'll be under attack or something like that. I remember John Thompson. Uh, the Black Lives Matter guy who likes to show up to other people's houses and protest. He wanted to hide his own personal address. That's also because he didn't actually live in the district. Uh, or and, the state. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Lee Finky, too. Stinky Finky. She's, uh, you know, she's hiding. Uh, he, he's hiding his address uh, as well. So, uh, you know, we got to wonder what's going on with that. You know, we, we look into it. It's like, where's the address? Nobody knows. So. 
You like Stinky Finky? Yeah, I did. that was the first I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just came up with it. I don't know. <laughs> On the fly right there. It just popped, it popped in my that head. One, so That one's catchy. All right, mm-hmm. Stinky Finky. All right, we're going to get into uh, the new um, video from from uh, James O'Keefe, uh, formerly of Project Veritas. I want you to do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go over to right down here, our Rumble link right here. There it is. The Truth Hurts Show. You got to go over to Rumble, rumble.com. Go look up in the search bar, Truth Hurts. You'll find our show. Watch us live there. We're going to be leaving in about two minutes here as we go on the next topic because YouTube will for surely uh, give us another strike if we get three strikes, we're out. Mm-hmm. We're still under the well, period of our second strike. Sure. Well, just to wrap up on this election bill then, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of the things that William's saying here that uh, we're going to see a lot more fraud. We're going to see a lot more of these uh, drop boxes that they want to uh, expand the mail-in voting, and there's obviously a lot more fraud with that. Uh, and the major party percentage, uh, I think that's incredibly wrong. I think it, you know, rules like that only help the duopoly. And when we see Ken Martin, the chair of the Democrats, and David Hand, the chair of the Republicans, they're on the exact same page on this bill because they both want to screw over third parties. I think it's always good to see the duopoly challenged. I think everybody knows the Republicans and Democrats are corrupt. Uh, So I think both the fact that they want to hurt the third parties and the fact that they want to stifle out any kind of electoral reform, uh, like ranked choice voting, that that's not a perfect system, but uh, I like anything that screws no, over support, the duopoly. They support ranked choice voting, in the and Senate version, it benefits the Democrats. In the House, the House version doesn't have it in the bill, like you said, but the Senate version does have that in there. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, it, I think actually it would benefit Republicans to have it, but even if it doesn't, I think how, anything How does to it break benefit up, Republicans? Uh, well, you know, obviously... What ranked choice voting means is let's say there's three people on the ballot. You can vote for your favorite, and then you can vote for your second favorite after. Uh, so, you know, some people may say, you know, it, it's going to depend election to election. Sometimes it helps Republicans. Sometimes it hurts Republicans. That's the nature of it. Uh, I want to get to uh, the comments here, but uh, I just have to mention we were looking. Did, did we actually get the language of this bill yet? Because it's supposed to come to House floor tomorrow. We're looking at HF 1736. So it's due for a vote on Friday. At least that's what's being reported on that re- uh, House of Representatives website. Do you, does it have the amended language? I have a lot more to say about ranked choice voting, but maybe that's for no, another I, time. No, I don't want to get down that route. We've got way too much to talk about. I want to read some of these comments. Uh, so HF Plus, seven- Jesse's wrong, so I don't really <laughs> want to. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. I don't even agree necessarily fully with ranked choice voting. I like approval ro- uh, voting. I like... There's all kinds of methods that I could get into, and like I said, I just I like to see the Republicans and Democrats squirm. Do do we do you looking up the bill? Is there an so, updated version? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, there's no version to begin with. That's yeah, the there problem. Is. Yeah, that there was is a no bill. there is no HF seventeen thirty six. Um, we have the bill number, but we don't have the language yet. There was language for that bill. I wasn't able to morning. find it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, it, no, I can, I can I check that now. I think they did now. delete all in committee, and then they added the language. All right. Let's read some of the comments here, Bridget. Okay. We had a comment on YouTube. I can't remember what it was because it disappeared once we left YouTube. What's that? That was me saying go to Rumble. Yeah, exactly. But I remember something about it. It was basically um, American – or these Democrats are subverting in America, and why don't we just call them domestic terrorists like they are? Mm. I can forget the lady's name or – well, they don't like America. That's for certain. You know, I, I hate to use the term terrorist at this point, 
until they take up arms and do something violent. So that's part of the definition of terrorism is something violent. Of course, they certainly are violent to unborn babies in the womb. Yeah. Um, so we have Tucker who says good morning or afternoon to everybody. Good um, afternoon, Tucker. And he actually brought up something that I had never heard about. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Anybody read about the nuclear waste spill in Monticello? They detected it last year and said nothing until last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to what to say about that issue at this point. We did notice something fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. We were reading the, the report on it, and uh, Excel's official spokesperson, Theo Keith, had a comment. And I go, Theo Keith, what are the odds that they got a Theo Keith uh, same name mm. as the guy in Fox 9. Mm-hmm. And then I look up Fox 9. Apparently, he left Fox 9 in February. And remember us talking Was this us? Yeah, talking, Jesse? right. I remember this. So Theo Keith left Fox 9 in, in February. Well, this leak happened last fall. And they hid it from the public. Did mm-hmm. they hire Theo Keith like a mainstream, like, you know, news, cor- a corporate news guy? Because they knew that they had a problem on their hands and oh, they wanted to get some big guns. I mean, it seems yeah, they, like that's they want, exactly what happened. I think so, too. I think they wanted some credibility, and uh, that's why they went with this guy. So it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, so I don't know what else to say other than, you know, ridiculous. And we'd have to investigate that. I don't know. We, we got so many other things that we're looking into, so I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of it. But very good point. It is ridiculous. People did not know that this leakage happened for many, many months, went into the water supply, um, who knows what this is going to turn out to be, but hopefully Excel and M- M- MPA, Municipal Pollution Agency, or anyone else that knew about it, City of Monticello, are going to be held accountable for this stuff. And I only hope to God that no, nobody up in that area has actually been contaminated and hurt, hurt in any way. But we'll, we'll follow up on that story. Good point. Anything else there, Bridget, before we go to our next segment? Yeah, one warrior, um, 1967 on Rumble, says train derailed in central Minnesota, and Tucker adds four cars burning, four more at risk. Yep, we're going to get to that a little later in the show. I don't think if I mentioned it. I I don't know how – you guys are like, we should do a – or Dawson's like, we should do a 30-minute show. I'm like, no, I don't think we're going to be able to do a 30-minute show. Well, then we just got a bunch of topics at the last minute. We do, yes. Yeah, you threw that at me at the last minute. But, Mm -hmm. hey, we got to talk about these things. All right, last appeal. If you're watching on YouTube, I like YouTube. I get it. YouTube's fun. What's that? Everyone's gone on YouTube. No, there's not a. Oh, <laughs> that's. Well, you gotta tell me this stuff. I wasn't ready to cut YouTube Look, yet. So you said you said go to Rumble. Here's the link, and then I said, okay, boom, you're done. Wow, he is <laughs> on the ball. Fair enough. Fair play, Dawson. That's yeah, my job. <laughs> you know, Dawson. Just so people know, uh, dynamics this uh, this office this headquarters here dawson's about the only one that holds his own around here <laughs> william william's a big pushover jesse he'll get a little steamed but dawson he he holds his look at i don't know where this, this is face. coming from <laughs> i'm giving them so much crap but i will put it you gotta admit dawson's pretty good he holds himself like he fires back a lot right i don't know if i want yeah, to I've agree offended with everybody i'm in the doghouse around here <laughs> jesse's pissed William's like, whatever. (laughs) All right, let's get into this next topic. This is really interesting. James O'Keefe famously had parting ways with uh, Veritas, Project Veritas, does great work. We've talked about a lot, certainly the uh, Pfizer um, video uh, where they had a Pfizer exec admit that they were doing gain-of-function research. And um, he's now started the O'Keefe Media Group. OMG. OMG, right? Love it. His first story uh, just broke, and he has found a bunch of people 
which I don't know what he was using to assume that these people probably didn't have the money to give to Democrat camps, but they're donating to Act Blue. In case you don't know, Democrats have this thing called Act Blue. People donate through Act Blue, and then it goes to Democrat candidates or other causes. It's a pretty ingenious thing. Obviously, the right after election cycle or two have now got their own thing. So that's what they did. Is that there's a publicly public records. You can look this up on an FEC website, and you'll see people give to Act Blue. So uh, he is looking into these really weird donations and let's go ahead and roll the first clip here of james o'keefe i think he's in maryland fec data shows that some senior citizens across the u.s have been donating thousands of times per year some of these individuals names and addresses are attached to over two hundred thousand dollars in contributions we went and knocked on a few of their doors to corroborate the data that we received from a group of citizen journalists called Election Watch in Maryland. This is James O'Keefe with OMG. I'm here in Annapolis, Maryland. It's an individual who has donated a total of $217,000 made through 12,000 different contributions in a three-year period of time. Now, sometimes these contributions have been made in variations of his name and variations of his address. You see this chart here. This chart shows a breakdown of the committees that were earmarked to receive the donations made through Act Blue. And this is all FEC and state data. We're wondering if these donors are victims the the of what appears to be a money laundering okay. scheme or these residents actually participated in the scheme or making okay, phone calls or knocking on so doors. Essentially, let's lay this out. This is what put Dinesh D'Souza in prison, okay? So mm -hmm. he did, he, he provided a donation to, or gave money to friends to donate to some Senate candidates. Right. Mm -hmm. Very unprecedented. You don't really send people to prison for campaign finance violations unless your name is Donald Trump, apparently. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is they're trying to send. So they actually send him to prison for basically, I guess, for lack of better terms, a straw donation. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you, you, there's maxes. You can only give a Senate candidate. What is it? Fifty two hundred per couple, twenty six hundred per individual, something like that, mm -hmm. I think. I know that's what the state or U.S. rep is. I assume it's the same. Yeah. So you're, you're capped at a certain amount. So if you got a lot more money than that, um, then what you would do is you would, you know, if you were doing things illegally, you use your money and go through other individuals. So mm -hmm. that's what they're alleging is happening here is Democrats um, somehow are funneling money through these people that probably couldn't, you know, write a check that big mm -hmm. and donating to Blue. Right. So, There's but, plenty of examples of straw donations, too, if people want to just look up for history's sake. You know, I, I mean, the one that comes to mind for me is Bill de Blasio, because I know he got in trouble with that uh, while he was running for his reelection for uh, mayor of New York City. So, you know, there's all kinds of examples where, you know, these elites are using each other's names as uh, a guise to be able to donate even more to these, uh, you know, radical candidates. All right. So in typical James O'Keefe fashion, he is going to confront people. In this case, I'm not necessarily convinced these are bad people. They might just be, um, without knowledge, uh, their name is being fraudulently used for these donations. So let's go ahead and play this second clip. You got the timestamp for that, Dawson? Uh, I can grab it if you need it. So he's door knocking someone in Maryland. I think. Then he goes to ten. Then he goes to Arizona after that, and then I think the I can't remember where the last one is. So let's watch this first interaction with the door knocker. Stop fucking with me. Whoa, whoa, 
Cindy No of Annapolis, Maryland, who in the year 2022 allegedly contributed over 1,000 times to Act Blue, totaling $18,849.77. That means Cindy would have had to donate three times a day, every day, for the whole year. Hello? Hey there, Cindy. My name's James O'Keefe, and we're doing a story on, um, on the amount, number of people that have donated. I can't donated imagine coming to the door someone had a camera and a microphone. Act Blue, a p- political cause. How many times a month do you donate to Act Blue? I don't know. I don't know how many times. I don't understand why why um, I'm getting this. Well, the question is, you did donate to Act Blue, right? Yes, uh, once in a while, yes. Did you donate a thousand and nine times? I don't know. I mean, I may once in a while I donate five or, or so dollars or something like that during election year. What about eighteen thousand eight hundred fifty dollars? I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many donations. No, I don't think so. <laughs> what, what the Federal Election Commission indicates that that much money was donated to Act Blue and Biden for president. I wish I, I wish I could have donated eighteen thousand dollars to Biden's presidency. Okay. How much did you donate? I don't know. I don't Order know. of magnitude. I, I, like I said, I donate five dollars once in a while to, to because I have various charities I like to give to. You know, people are using your address. I don't think so. So, okay, let's stop enough, right there. So this is fascinating to me. Um, I, I would venture to say a lot of small time donors to political campaigns might not realize that their accumulated donations get pulled up and are publicly available. Cause in the mm-hmm. case of an FEC, it's just $250 and above, right. Or two over two fifty. So if you d- donate 50 bucks a month, you know, after six months, you're, you're publicly available. People could see how much you've given. I would venture to say a lot of, small time donors, a woman like that who probably just hated Trump a lot. She doesn't seem that sophisticated politically. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any idea, right? And then yeah. meanwhile, he comes there with a record. See, th- this is what's interesting. And this is what I'd argue would happen with fraudulent voting too. If people are voting for other people that, you know, is fraudulent, it's like people want to know that this is happening. So this is a FEC report that says she donated over $18,000 and she's basically like, that's definitely not the case. That should be a police report right there, right? Right. Or actually, what would it be? FBI? Yeah, DA at uh, Manhattan office. That's what we do. <laughs> Go right to the DA for Manhattan. I think mm-hmm. the bigger thing to take out of this is that we know that the, the Democrats have vastly out-fundraised Republicans in at least these last two election cycles. Um could this be the reason why? I don't think this is the only reason why, but it is interesting this is happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is more, you know, targeted like, oh, well, there's some candidates that can't raise money and then we're going to do it this way. But can you believe it would be this widespread? So, first of all, that's a very it, interesting question. It's a question. very blue state, you know, Maryland. Like, right. they, they did have a governor election going on in 2022. Uh, but, you know, I guess what, what he's suggesting is this was about the 2020 election. Uh, these donations, right? Uh, because obviously it's to Act Blue, it's to Joe Biden. Uh, that's what. Well, I thought James he said O'Keefe since 2022. So, oh, okay. Because you know Biden's reelection campaign. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's even crazier. Like 18000 to Biden's red re-election campaign? It seems like. Like he's not even really mm-hmm. running at this point. Oh, yeah, he is. Isn't he announced? Well, like, he, but he's not he, campaigning is my point. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> well, he wasn't campaigning in 2020. It, it wasn't <laughs> Biden didn't really make an announcement. He said, you know, that he intends to run, and that's what uh, there's his no, press secretary said as well. So There's no official re-election campaign going on, okay. mm-hmm. as well, far as we We'll know. wait till the Easter Bunny tells him what to do. Yeah. And if you don't get that reference, look up uh, Easter Bunny Joe Biden. It's the most interesting video ever. It's changed my way of looking at the world. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? No You idea. don't know what I'm talking about right now? Do you know what he's talking about? Oh, my I God. Right now. I actually maybe know Stop this. what we're doing. YouTube Easter Bunny Joe Biden. I can't believe you don't know this. I think it was last year. It was last year or maybe, two years maybe ago. Maybe I have seen it. I just don't remember. No, 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 no. You would know exactly what I'm talking about. Folks at home, have you guys seen? You know what I'm talking about? Bridget, just make a comment here. Bridget will read it. We might be breaking something to a lot of our audience. Of course, the corporate media doesn't show this, right? This is one of the most fascinating things. Let me see what we got. Uh, it's probably, I want oh, just the raw oh. video. I think that top one would be the one to do. So do the This top is where video. the Secret Service agent like kind of guides Yes, around, they got right? a handler yeah. in an Easter Bunny <laughs> outfit. Yeah, I have seen this. How, well, how did you not know what I was talking about? Because he doesn't tell him what to do. He tells him what to do. Watch this. He's about to go the wrong direction like and answer a question a from schizophrenic the, episode. the media. And the Easter Bunny literally redirects the President of the United States. You'd think the Easter Bunny is just some random dude that puts on Easter Bunny costumes. No, it's it's an operative. Watch this. Now go back to the beginning there. That wasn't even the best angle. Can we get some volume? Look at that. They're asking him a tough question one more time. So he's he's answering a question, a really tough question from the press. Then this guy probably to the right there is like, oh, the Easter Bunny needs you, Mr. President. And the Easter Bunny goes, whoa, whoa, Mr. President. Hello, I'm right here. Get away mm-hmm. from this reporter. Like, what on earth are we watching these days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine the comment section on that. So you have seen that video? Uh, not this one in particular. I think I saw it from a better angle. Okay, but, there yeah. is another angle that's even better. But yeah, I Bridget, did it. most people at home, have they... Did I shock someone on that one? Um, not as far as I see, but Tucker did say um, as soon as he's done with his pudding, ice cream, and nap time, he intends to run. Putting his kid at nap time? Okay. No, his pudding, like chocolate pudding or vanilla pudding. As soon as he's done eating his pudding, his ice cream, and yeah. taking a nap. Oh, Biden. I thought yeah. Tucker was like, like <laughs> boy, Tucker's getting really personal with his life here. <laughs> pudding, ice cream, this is really interesting. <laughs> Bridget's, Bridget's kind of behind a wall, so it got a little muffled. <laughs> I was like, "What's William? Wasn't that funny?" <laughs> oh, look at Jesse's still straight face. He's like, eh, "Whatever." When are we talking about Trump? <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. All right, let's. Um, so uh, let's not play the last clip. You go to Rumble. I'm guessing Rumble, or you could just go to. O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, I'm guessing it is. So you can watch this video. It ends with him talking to another family, a, a couple, and uh, apparently the wife has given all these donations, and the guy and the lady don't know what they're talking about. 
they're onto something. They're onto something. This is the this is what you got to do. If you notice these kind of violations, this fraudulent stuff, you got to go right to these people. All right. Um, let's bring up. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Finky video. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into the Tennessee gun control uh, capital. And then we'll get to restrict act. Boy, this is a, the show is a lot more full than I thought. We didn't know exactly what we we're going to talk about this morning. And then it all came together real well. Um, Jesse is putting together a, an investigative work on Lee Finky, who is Chris Finky, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Lee Finky, the first transgender person in, in the Minnesota House of Representatives. Although there is a they, a two-spirited they. Mm-hmm. What is so funny, William? What? What is so funny? <laughs> All right, let's pull up the anatomy of a man and a woman again so William can see it. <laughs> no, I, I won't do that anymore. All right. <laughs> I think they're leaking laughing gas into the studio. All right, something. what do you know about Stinky Finky? <laughs> All right, well, you know, and I, I had just seen a meme, so maybe that's where this uh, nickname came from, but I, I saw a meme that said that transgenders who, you know, male to female who get a fake vagina uh, installed into them, I I just saw this thing that medically that they have their vagina flushed out to remove maggots. Uh, so Oh, my God. So. Don't. That's, Why do you even tell me about that? I I didn't want to know that either. But lunch before supposedly, I, like <laughs> they really smell. Like you can tell. Like of when you course walk it into smells. A room. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but yeah. So oh. <laughs> regardless, we don't need, we don't need to think about that. But no wonder why he had this straight face those whole time. He was preparing himself to tell that story <laughs> on mm-hmm. air. I don't think most people have ever heard that. Yeah. That's no, even more I, obscure than the Easter Bunny story. Right. No, I. I I'm, I apologize. I didn't know about it either until now. So, all right. Well, uh, this segment brought to you by Mega Jesse. Sure, uh, maggots but, in the fake veg. I guess. Yeah, I guess that happens. They got to flush it out. Were you, was I telling you? I was telling you and Dale about that South Park episode. Where Mr. <laughs> mm-hmm. Garrison wants to get an abortion, but he can't because he can't get pregnant. Which yep. he was regretting his five thousand dollars sex change operation. Mm-hmm. Oh, South Park! You guys are so good on everything. He's such a good, uh, such a good episode. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we, what do we know? Right. So uh, don't tell him everything. Right. Save some we, for the we, mini. We know that we've got that video. We could either watch that first, or we could go into the article that. Let's, uh, let's pull up this video uh, of. Uh, Stinky Linky. F- <laughs> <laughs> leaky Finky. I'm not going to. Oh, my God. Lee Finky. Lee Finky's video uh, educating us on uh, gender pronouns. Go ahead. Play the video. <laughs> Here are a few things that I think everyone should know about pronouns. By the way, good work for Liberty Loca on covering this video Pronouns here. Pronouns are not carved in stone the moment a child is birthed and reveals their genitals to a doctor or a midwife or whomever delivers that child. Pronouns are malleable pieces of language that are adopted by individuals to communicate who they are. If a person that you know, particularly a child, particularly your child, asks you to use pronouns that are different from those which you assume should be assigned to them, use them. Do not tell a queer person that they should be patient while you learn to use their pronouns. Don't put the expectation on a young queer person, a teenager or a child specifically, for your work. 
Pronouns are important. Continually or intentionally. Stop it right there. First of all, using I, I might be changed on the subject, but he's got one of those, what do they call them? The pop stops or pop, what do you pop call them? Pop sockets. Pop sockets. So maybe he is. I a forgot girl. you took issue with these things. Yeah, pop socket guys don't have. I mean, pop I don't. It's on their phone. I I don't have a pop socket on my phone. Yeah, but well, maybe so. That's that's actually a strong case for him being a woman. <laughs> oh, Lee Finky. I don't think it's a woman only <laughs> thing. Like you, you see it more it's with like women. Ninety nine percent. Maybe that's maybe the no. Maybe the one percent. It's probably sixty forty. Okay. Uh, this what I think is interesting about this video. And him um, talking about these gender pronouns is it always starts with, oh, we're just we're just having a conversation here. This is just how we interpret things. It's mean if you do this. Eventually, it becomes law. And I'm not saying something you guys don't know. I mean, obviously, in Canada, they actually had compelled speech. You have to use the right pronouns. That's the direction we're going. So when you hear Lee Finky, a state representative, say that, who literally thinks it's okay to do something as – awful as child abuse where you can mutilate children's genitalia and put them on hormone treatments it's not a far step to say someone thinking all that crap is going to actually try to put that in the law mm -hmm. now the question is do most democrats go along with that i mean they don't seem to care about free speech mm -hmm. so coming on our set to talk is our gender expert tim the handyman come on over tim <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about that you like that intro there <laughs> we walk on set when we're talking about gender so i was like hey here we go we got our our uh, expert in gender. You know, the whole thing is they don't, they can't even identify what a woman is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do they know what a transgender is? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. That's very bigoted of you to say something like that. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know if we've ever gotten a shot where all three of us are. are this is, like, this is yeah. bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I think about this. Yeah. You That's had something it. that you wanted to talk about today, didn't you? Yeah, was, nobody talks about the the barges out in Ohio that broke free. You told one. so. Okay, so we got William ready to fact check you because we always have to fact check Tim the Handyman. And by the way, if you guys haven't met Tim the Handyman, he came on our show. Oh, uh, what was that? A couple? It was about a month ago or so. Yeah, about a month ago. You took YouTube took us right down. Said, "Oh, too controversial." <laughs> Actually, I don't think that happened. That was on. Uh, that was William's fault last time that we got taken down. <laughs> what? Uh, what did I yeah, do? Yeah, I think it was you talking about elections on Political Junkie Show. No, it's Jesse. Well, it's probably Jesse and Oh, I. it's we easy to blame it on Jesse. Just <laughs> yeah. like you always blame Why it on Trump. Why is easy on See, how come the crap rolls downhill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so Tim, uh, you told me that there's a barge right now that's sinking in Ohio. Yeah. With methanol yeah. on board. Something like, uh, I thought I read something like 1,400 metric tons of it or something. And then the train here in Minnesota, which I haven't really even got a chance that to look ethanol. at the story. That was ethanol. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said that was in... Um, that was no. methanol as well. That's ethanol. Yeah. They were both used at one time. They were both used kind of as a fuel subs subsidy, whatever. But methanol doesn't burn nearly as well as ethanol does. There you go. Also, so. not just an expert on gender, but an expert on, on uh, flammable alcohols. Can you pull up an article <laughs> on the fly there, Dawson, about this train derailment in Minnesota? Yeah, NPR had a decent article on it, and they had a lot of pictures of the, of the train. Yeah. Gotcha. So apparently got lit on fire. This So this happened last night, is that correct? Yeah. Down in Candy, Ohio. Down? That's up. Candy, Ohio County's... Yeah. Wait, am I wrong on that? It's out west. Um, Isn't County... Candy... Oh, yeah, Candy, Ohio. Yeah, that's out west. That's, yeah. uh, that's well, like uh, Wilmer. That's Wilmer area. Yeah. What am I thinking of? 
Speaking of another K, can't remember. Anyhow, NPR's got a story on this. Do we have it up by chance? Well, are you being forced to use Bing? Oh, Lord. This is Microsoft? Yeah, that's Google. PR control. News. Controlling everything. Train derailment. Mm -hmm. I don't want to click on the sponsored ad because then I got to pay for it because it's NPR. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> evacuation ends after train cars derail catch fire in western Minnesota. So out there in Candy, Iowa, Candy, Ohio, Candy, Candy. Candy County. <laughs> come on. Come on. Say it. Spit Candy, it out. Ohio. I've never been able to say that. How do you say it? Candy, Ohio. Candy, Ohio County over by Wilmer. A train derailment. This was updated at 1 p.m. A train derailment sent 22 cars carrying ethanol and corn syrup off the tracks in early Thursday morning in western Minnesota, leading authorities to evacuate Raymond, a town of about 900 people, some 90 miles west of the Twin Cities. I'm sure that's a Trump, Trump area, right? Raymond's probably strong Trump, so we won't see any uh, help for uh, Raymond. Look at that. Yeah. Jeez. They said no injuries were reported. Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. That's the same one. What is Bur Burlington what is, Northern Fe was the uh, same, uh, or Santa Fe was the same in, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, East Palestine. Mm. Yeah. Officials said it will take several days to clean up the site, including burning off the ethanol. Local officials said the town was safe. By noon, residents were being allowed to return home. We don't know a lot at this point. We are working with NTSB to get their go ahead and begin to clean up and remediate the and put out fires. BNSF CEO Katie Farmer told reporters during a mid-morning briefing with Governor Tim Walls and local officials in Princeburg, Minnesota. Uh, you would think that BNSF actually had a spokesperson after the Ohio yeah, no incident. Kid. Maybe mm -hmm. that person got canned. Wait, what's BS BNSF? BNSF? Burlington Northern Santa Fe wasn't that yeah, the Nor same was, uh, Nor Norfolk Southern Norfolk in, Southern okay I got in Ohio confused. yeah all right so my question but is, I guess uh, who owns all Theo the trains? Keith wasn't available to get hired for that one <laughs> who owns all the train tracks uh the rail line owns the trailer train tracks okay who owns the train the thought that was a federal thing right oh what? they're they're federally governed but they're not federally owned no no the, the, the rail lines own that where, yeah. where are you going with this well, isn't it Jimmy Buffett that owns a lot of the the rail tracks? Wasting what? away again. You don't hear anything about him, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. So I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> there's no punchline here. <laughs> Jimmy, Buffett Jimmy Buffett owns the railroad tracks? Oh, wait, are you saying Warren Buffett? Oh, Warren Buffett. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. So I knew it was a Buffett. <laughs> I can't be perfect all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, but maybe once, you know, Tim. <laughs> maybe just at least once you can be perfect. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, Bur I think it's Burlington North. Santa Fe is a conglomerate or is owned by the conglomerate um, Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. Now how come you don't? I might be wrong. BNSF is it's, – it's one of the rail lines that's owned by Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's company, not, mm -hmm. not Jimmy Buffett. So my question to you, though, is that how come there's no investigation into the company of saying that what what they have to change for all these problems we're having? Because it's not just in Ohio mm -hmm. that we're having the train derailments. Minnesota, they're happening all over the country. Right. You know, and they they happen at an astonishing rate. And it says, how come we're not doing more to protect us, you know, from these environmental spills? They're it actually is, bringing Trump now. 
have you guys seen this? They're well, blaming of course Trump. Well, of course they're going to blame mean, because, Trump for everything. Listen, if, no, tr- it's listen, a, it's a if Trump show. would not have made those payments to silence Stormy Daniels, <laughs> clearly those rail lines would have been safe and secure. <laughs> so true. Just like trans surgeries. Safe and secure, <laughs> safe and effective. Uh, if it was only for Trump not giving those payments to Stormy Daniels, which he may or may not have given it. I'm actually believing he didn't. I'm, I'm going to blame the, the train derailments on Biden leaving all those papers in his garage. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, it works both ways, right? Exactly. May as well. Uh, no, guys, we're playing the corporate mainstream media here. That's not <laughs> how it works for them. <laughs> we are off YouTube right now, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accident we're bringing Tim on set. And boom, <laughs> we're done. Oh, hey. Uh, I showed up I, and I, I figured out. Canceled us off YouTube. <laughs> did I send the link about the uh, underground ocean? Did I send that into the Truth Hurts uh, chat? I don't think underground so. Ocean, underground right? ocean that I found. Um, you found an underground yeah, ocean? Yeah, so I found out where the lizard people live. Oh, okay. that explains a lot, Jake. What? What does it explain? <laughs> Here is a story. I'm pulling up my phone. Scientists discover massive ocean beneath Earth's surface, bigger than all the seas above land. There you go. Hmm. Is is it possibly called like the Atlantic or is it the Pacific? The article's from the National Enquirer. No, it's not. It's uh, from, (laughs) I don't know where it's from. It's reputable. (laughs) Pull up this. It's (laughs) Ali Condon. Condon. Scientists discover massive ocean beneath Earth's surface, bigger than all the seas above. It's apparently in some rock layer that water exists. Mm. Oh, so interesting. So they think it's bigger than all the oceans, or it's like three times the size of the ocean. If it's even 1% water, it's just under the Earth's crust. Mm-hmm. And when I say just under the Earth's crust, 400 feet down. So we're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Underground ocean discovered below the Earth's surface. Ha, right there. That's where lizard people live. They live in the underground ocean. So that's where Hillary Clinton goes every night? Apparently. Down there? That's what those spacecrafts that the uh, Navy keeps seeing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be crazy if I'm right about all this stuff and I'm just, <laughs> like, trying to be funny? Yeah, mm-hmm. Speaking of the Navy. Yeah, the CIA is coming for you, you hear tonight. about the fuel leak in Hawaii? Uh, was that Jimmy Buffett's company as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mentioned the Navy. This is, nobody talks about this the one fuel either. fuel leak, the Navy fuel leak. Yeah. So it contaminated a well water in Hawaii. Here so everybody's getting check. well water. Everybody's getting bottled water from it now. Did you know that when a male tucks in his genital area to form a vag, that they have a maggot problem? That's what we learned from Jesse today. Mm-hmm. That's TMI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you open a segment. Let's finish <laughs> your segment, Jesse. I'm Paul. So this actually happened in 2021. What's that? Is this the one you're referring to? Some no, it's no, it's uh, with fuel. Hmm. I was just reading with fuel. That's antifreeze. That's different. There's another one that I was reading with just fuel. We're talking about it. A barge fire that prompted an order for Riverside residents to shelter in place late Wednesday afternoon took firefighters two hours to knock down, according to Cincinnati Fire Department. Incident report: Crews responded to the 5400 block of River Road around 3:30 p.m. for a report of a barge fire. I'm going back to your barge story. Oh, okay. So they're they're filing lawsuits about it, but okay. look, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully right. they get some money. Well, hopefully they it doesn't happen again. Right. Wait, it says several barges loose on Ohio yeah. River. Good God. So like 11 of them. Well, who would ever thought that uh, things would go so bad uh, in the transportation sector? Well, that's your buddy with, Pete. With uh, Pete Judge, mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg in charge. What do we got? Comments. Go ahead. Let's read some comments. We're way off topic at this point. We're going to get back to uh, – <laughs> Jesse's story, and then we got to talk about Tennessee protesters storming the Capitol. 
Well, I got to go back to work. Somebody's got to do something around here. Well, that's what. <laughs> so there we go. There's a rarity. Going back to work. Something you Why don't start know now, about? Tim? Why start now? It's because you don't know anything about there it. There you go. That's Tim and the handyman. We couldn't. We couldn't get anything done around here if it wasn't for. Uh, well, he made me read that. Give me that twenty bucks later. <laughs> All right. What do we got, Bridget? Um, we have one warrior um, again saying that O'Keefe has found tons of people fraudulently using people for donations. She said about twenty-three thousand or. 230,000, which that's crazy. Which, you know, depending on the level, um, I guess as FEC, you know, it, it could be a factor in a close race and like a U.S. congressional race, you know, certainly in like a state level race, $230,000 would be a game changer. Uh, no, I think that's 230,000 people, right? Is, it, is that what? Is that people or dollars? Ooh, I don't know. I'm, in, um, I'm reading that as people. Oh, yeah. He might be on something huge. <laughs> yeah, that would be huge. <clears throat> what else um, we got? And then. I think you said this low, lowly. I don't know. Have you heard about St. Cloud State gender identity? I'm not St. sure. St. Cloud State has a gender identity? Yeah, I guess. Hmm. The the college has a gender identity? What do we, what does he mean by that? I don't know. Um, they're going, Tucker responded that, do they identify as Huskies? And she said, yes. Um, be careful, all things on campus. I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know, though. Well, I feel like... Uh, <laughs> This episode is uh, brought to you by Google. (laughs) 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 All right, Jesse, let's finish your story on uh, Lee Finke. Yeah, so uh, Dawson, go ahead and pull up that uh, article I have in the uh, document there. Uh, You know, like Jake alluded to, we're going to be exposing a lot about Lee Finke. So just to give you a sneak peek of uh, something to expect here. Ooh, I don't think people are asking for a sneak peek. (laughs) Yeah, of Stinky Finky. (laughs) Uh, it's on the dock. It's the one that has my name by it. It says something, something, Jesse. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is an article about women who are turning 40. Uh, so this was, uh, I think it was in 2021. And uh, go ahead and scroll down. Let's go and find our friend Lee Finky down there. Not that person. There we are. There's our guy. So... Uh, <laughs> Lee Finky, in this article, I was finding all kinds of crazy things. So uh, one of the big things that you see in Finky interview to Finky interview is that uh, he says that he almost came out as gay at 15 and then became an evangelical Christian instead. Uh, That's one of the common uh, things that he likes to say. Uh, And one big thing, Finky said uh, that he was not concerned with individual rights until becoming a tranny. So until he became a transgender... That's when individual rights all of a sudden mattered to me. I yeah. think. When did he become Do they a trans- matter? When did he become what? Does Lee Finky care about individual rights? Well, gun he rights, purportedly, but when, exactly. when did he become yeah. transgender? That's, that's my point too. Is the fact that you know individual rights are the enumerated rights of the Constitution. It's right. our God-given rights. It's God-given. It's not about being a transgender. And right. uh, but when did he become transgender? Was so it that was about? In, I mean, it started in 2018. So, so 2018, like, yeah, 2019. So here is a state representative. Approaching 40 years old, not quite a state rep yet, mm-hmm. just learned about individual rights. And, of course, his individual <laughs> rights are not at all our individual rights. It's specific, specified privileges. It's not mm-hmm. rights. It's privileges to a certain class of people. Right, exactly. Right out of the Marxist playbook right <laughs> and there. So that's what I found so hilarious about that one is the fact that, uh, you know, Finky is trying to tie that to individual rights because individual rights are, you know, obviously this is, not what who, we're talking who, about on that. Where's this article? This is... Uh, because it's like women turning 40. 
Yeah, let's, let's see here. This is thelily.com. Oh, yeah. Well, duh, thelily.com. I mean, <laughs> my I favorite publication. Yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, so hold on. Read. See, I want to read that little line above the article or the picture. Lee Fink is a documentary filmmaker, writer, and founder of Totally Gay Productions, a full service video production company. Boy, full Totally service, Gay huh? Production, and then it says full service. Boy, <laughs> does not make you want to go to that <laughs> website. Sounds a little crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Finky goes on to admit to having depression and mental issues. So no kidding, uh, exactly. There. Big shocker that the person who's dressing like that—that that the dude who's trying to pretend to be a woman has mental issues and depression. By the know? way, I, I want to just let people know, like, we're not trying to be like bullies to some individual. Like people right. that have gender dysphoria um, and are going through struggling periods in life—that uh, that's not what we want to make the show about. The reason we're talking about Lee Finky is Lee Finky is trying to create terrible policy on Minnesotans mm -hmm. and bringing us all into this delusion. Well, not bringing us all. Most of us are resisting. Mm -hmm. But certainly she's hijacked the Democrat Party here in Minnesota. Lee Finky believes that a six-year-old should be on hormone treatments mm -hmm. prior to sexual development. This person's a monster. So I just want to let people know that, you know, there are a lot of people that are confused out there. And it's not our intent to, like talk about those individuals but when you put yourself on the public spotlight especially when you're trying to drive policy like this monster you're fair game right and now we're learning about all the crazy things about lee finky aka chris finky what do you got bridget right bridget's um, got a comment yeah so i hope I'm, i don't know if i'm saying lowly right on rumble but she says the people coming into the college and they are bringing in speakers about pleasure and sex between two girls and two men. So that's what she was referring to. You know, to, State. honestly, as crazy as that is, I'm just not that interested in going after that story because it's a college. And it's happening everywhere now, too, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, like, literally, those are adults, right? That's how crazy we've come far. <laughs> yes. How crazy far we've come. Yes, it started there, and, you know, a lot of people were sounding the alarms. What I'm worried about is these things are coming to elementary schools. That mm -hmm. is just wrong. We should all agree that's wrong. We can have a debate if it belongs in a college, and quite frankly, I don't care. They're adults. Let what them do the, what they want to it do. It doesn't right? belong in a college. I don't. With, I agree. With, Stop taking my money. By the way, do you guys know this? Mm -hmm. The uh, in the higher ed bill, you probably know this, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Higher ed bill. Um, who's the chairman of that committee? Pulowski, Gene Pulowski. So they uh, they're actually increasing funding for uh, the college and the universities the Minnesota system. So they're actually predicting that I think there's going to be a tuition decrease. So they are providing a terrible product and service in the economy. College, you know, kids are like going, oh, I don't know if it's worth going to college. Enrollment is dropping. I got an 18 year old cousin or cousin, 18 year old nephew. And he's telling me about this stuff. He's like, oh, not everyone's really like a third of this class are planning on going to college. It wasn't like that when I was graduating. So mm -hmm. people are abandoning college. It's a terrible product and service for our economy. And here comes the Democrats. We're going to bail out the college system, use our tax money, our surplus money. So instead of giving it back to plumbers and electricians, they're going to go ahead and give it to colleges so that we could have more gender studies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're rewarding these people for doing the exact things that are driving everyone away. Right. I mean, that and a degree is becoming more and more worthless by right. the day. Um, as I'm finding out with my degree. Yeah, I have no care. <laughs> I, I never even cared about your guys' college status, you know. I guess mm -hmm. I do know, but well, you you were an interning here before, but like yeah, I I could care less, right? Um so anyhow, I just I don't want to get into the college stuff because quite frankly, they're in elementary schools now. And we told you guys this. 
We have an article up on our website. Go to actionforliberty.com. There is an article up there about elementary school in Minneapolis that's going to have a gender – what is it? A gender equality fair? What, what is it called? Do you remember? We got this article. Uh, yeah. Summer, gen, gender resource fair, I think, is what it is. I think it is, too. I'm yeah. going to look that up. They got though. a drag story hour for kids. For the, in fact, it's even worse. Yeah. yeah, for you, it's worse. It's kids and parents. Then they're going to segregate at 530 – Parents go over here for some like uh, good good old Nazi training, and hmm. uh, here the kids go and they get j- drag story hour. Yep, it's a gender resource fair, and of course you have uh, Doctor Angela Cade Gepford, I think it is, which is a they she. Apparent, it is a they that's, she. That's what she goes by. They um, and she, which who is works at uh, Children's Hospital for their gender program. So of course they're, it's like an investment. You know she's. She's uh she's the one giving the presentation about like, hey, you know, if we transition your kids, it'll cost this much and we can do it for this. And then you distract the kids with more indoctrination. So you're right. doctrinating the parents and you're indoctrinating the kids at the same time. Right. It's really a cult. Mm-hmm. It is a cult. A hundred percent cult. Sorry, Jesse. Keep interrupting your spot. <laughs> so let's uh, go back to this article. Yeah. Just to wrap it up here. Uh, and I agree with what you're saying that, you know, we're not sitting here mocking Lee Finky because of the mental issues. What we're mocking is the fact that this mentally ill individual wants to push their ideology onto children, you know. And Finky, he admits that it wasn't until he was 15 that he started questioning sexuality and whatnot. Yet he thinks it's okay to push it onto six-year-old kids. Uh, And this is all under the guise of fighting for individual rights. Uh, What I found very interesting in this article, too, is that Trump becoming president is what made Finky want to be a transgender. That's wow. what Finky says. Finky says that and uh, that uh, club shooting, the one in Florida, the, the gay nightclub. Orlando, yeah. Yeah, the Pulse Pulse Club, whatever it is. Uh, Finky says that it was a combination of that and Trump getting elected that made Finky want to become a transgender. So it shows that uh, Finky's kind of just doing this for political opportunism as well. Yeah, uh, and and you're going to dive into that in whatever you, uh, whenever we release this, probably two mm-hmm. weeks out because... Um, well, I don't want to give too much away, but yep. also how Finky ended up becoming the Democrat candidate is interesting. Right. You know, there was a supposedly a contested primary that didn't get contested in the end, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, that'll be probably be two weeks out because uh, uh, we've got some reading material we have got to go through before mm-hmm. Jesse can finish this mini documentary. Let's talk about what's going on in Tennessee. Uh, William comes to my office and goes, there's did you hear about the storming of the capitol in uh tennessee so i you know of course i google not bing doesn't matter bing or google google tennessee capitol all the mainstream corporate media protesters go to the capitol blah blah blah. And nothing about storming the capitol he's like no daily wire yep it's like good point daily wire is calling storming the capitol why do they call it storming the capitol let's play this video on jack pro prosy prosobiac Jack Prasobic. Is that a guy like we should know? Who is that? Yeah, he's a relatively well-known guy. Um, he he has his own publication, The Post-Millennial. Oh, he's the he Post-Millennial also, guy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry, Jack. Uh, should have known that. Uh, let's play this uh, video on his Twitter account because this is fascinating. Uh, not that one. Right here. These are gun control activists. 
they actually breached the house floor too. Yeah, which is let's crazy. scroll down. I think there's a bunch of different videos. So I was looking. Here we go. This is the one I was looking at. Go ahead and blow it up, full screen. You can see right there in the middle. You can do your curse. Yep, there you go. Those are people hijacking the Tennessee House floor. I assume it's the House. Maybe it's the Senate. I don't know Tennessee politics that well. Taking over the rostrum. Well, there they are trying to figure out what to do. So they have completely high. Now, unlike Buffalo Skull Guy, who was in an empty house chamber, escorted by the police, these guys break in and take over the legislative floor. I'm going to assume it's the They actively resist the police, too, as you saw before yes. in that clip before. They're trying to figure out what to do. They don't even realize that NRA is irrelevant now, too. I think mm -hmm. it's hilarious. Heroes, that's what they are, heroes, right? <laughs> yeah, they think guns are violent. So what do they do? They get violent to try to take people's guns. Well, none of them How will serve a that? day in jail. We know that for sure. I mean, yeah. You, you never know. People... I mean, Tennessee is a red state. They could, you know, uh, the governor there might be looking at this and going, I can't believe what's going on. i got to set an example. These people don't get, you know, they're not allowed to do that. I mean, maybe, but the point is, like, the January 6th protesters got years in jail. And you... I mean, I highly doubt that, that they're going to get anything close to that in right. this instance. Mm -hmm. um, Dawson, are we off air right now? Uh, my link is... Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, it says there's only one watching on Rumble. Something happened to us? Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, from my angle, it was like we were having a broadcast interruption hmm. any oh, comment yeah we're back okay any comments bridget um no not not any new ones but i was gonna say did you guys see that that main guy that walked in the, i can't remember his name the guy with the buffalo horns was um, released from prison today I the think? q shaman yeah. today or yesterday wait 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 q shaman got released yeah yes he's released into a halfway house i think wow. oh Interesting. Apparently, this was scheduled. Like, oh, uh, this was not because of new evidence. Because not, from I know what his I lawyer saw. was pretty irate about that coverage. He's like, this was not given to us in discovery. I could be wrong, um, mm -hmm. but suppose they're acting like it was planned anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, no, I was not aware of that. Okay. Um, all right. Last thing we got to talk about. I want to get on this resist. We just found out about the story, by the way, on uh, Tennessee. So I don't have much more to comment other than what you saw right there. Gun control activists stormed the uh, Capitol and ba basically took over the legislative uh, mm -hmm. chamber. Um, talk to me about this Restrict Act. Yeah, so this is uh, one of the few times you'll see me using a Reason article because they're more left-wing libertarians. But I think they actually put together a pretty good article here. Um, so the Restrict Act, everyone's talking about banning TikTok. That's all the rage in Congress. It has all the young people upset. Um, 
so Senator Mark Warner has this bill that he says will ban TikTok, and it's got bipartisan support. What it really is is the next Patriot Act. It it's hilarious because you read the legislation does not mention TikTok or its parent company uh, ByteDance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it does <laughs> is TikTok or its parent company Chinese Communist Party. Well, right, <laughs> right. Um, th- this is a bill that was introduced to counter Josh Hawley's bill, which was a pretty straightforward bill. It just banned TikTok. This one gives the federal government uh, access to the same data that TikTok would supposedly be gaining. Uh, that includes VPNs. So f- supposedly the federal government would have access to your VPNs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now how does that crazy. work? Because the whole idea of a VPN, sorry if I'm asking you a technical question you don't know, but like the whole idea of a VPN is they don't know which where your computer is. So how do they have access to your VPN? I don't mm-hmm. understand that. No, I, I, maybe this bans VPNs. I mean, Mark so Warner like says no it's longer not what it sell sell VPNs. That's what Mark Mark Warner says. This bill doesn't touch VPNs, but the the interpretation is that um, the federal government would have access to it. I don't entirely understand it myself, but um, it, it's a crazy bill. It doesn't do what it's supposed to, and actually banning TikTok or banning this Chinese malware. I can actually pipe in a little yeah, bit on go this ahead. too. Cause I. I understand the technical aspect of this stuff a little bit. Um, VPN, them having access to your VPNs also means that they have access to whatever search history you have under those VPNs. Right. So it, it literally gives you access to like everything, all your private information, all your emails, text messages. The, N- the NSA already has a lot of this information, but it's like the federal government wants a slice of the pie. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to what's going to China. And when it comes to like what they're throwing out to every like what they're saying this is about the TikTok ban, there's pages and pages and pages of stuff that they're just not talking about at all because they don't want the general public to know about it. Of course they don't. Yeah, this is the same thing. It's like well, I know I was reading or listening to some commentary on this and, you know, they have vague language, you know, this can't be done, this can't be done, and then it's like the big catch-all or anything that we would suspect is unacceptable. It's like, yeah, you like putting that language in there because you're going to get, you're, you're going to use whatever little thing you can string together to say we're going to violate your rights or we're going to prohibit activity like VPNs. Because I'm trying to just quickly read the story, and I don't know any other way to stop a VPN other than just stop the ability to, to sell VPNs. Yeah. I think that it's... I think that it's pretty funny that the one bill that I'm paying very close attention to personally, because I typically don't care about politics, is something that's got bipartisan support, is the one that I despise. I think yeah. that's goofy. I, oh, no, no, no. When the two parties come together, that's when you should be worried the most. <laughs> so I actually found another article from the Daily Caller here, um, and Tucker Carlson interv- interviewed with the Daily Caller. He says that this bill would make America look a lot more like China. Um it's crazy what authority this gives the federal government, but unfortunately it's probably going to pass as bipartisan support. And Biden said that he's, he will, will sign it. Does it have co-sponsorship in the U S house and is it moving along? Oh yeah. It's already house? moving through committees. So is house. McCarthy, uh, McCarthy's McCarthy said it's going to get a vote. Uh, and you know, I agree with you guys that this bill isn't good itself, but I mean, we should be banning TikTok. We should be banning Huawei. You know, when we have these Chinese companies stealing our information, I'm not cool with that. I think that we do need to ban it. Uh, 
So I agree that, like, you know, just, you know, even though that this is the Patriot Act 2.0, that's no good. We can't pass this version of it. But, you know, like what Josh Hawley's doing, what Trump tried to do via executive order, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. I, I think they should either be banned or forced to move, uh, sell themselves to a U.S. company, which they've talked about doing in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Trump's executive order was about. Right. And they almost uh, had a deal with Oracle, but then Biden undid his executive that's order. That's right. Uh, and now Biden's all on board with banning TikTok. Again. Exactly. Uh, but, but, you know, that and like Jake was saying that they're, you know, they use the term any foreign adversary and that can be so widely interpreted. And I had seen what Rand Paul had been saying against this. He was the one. It's Rand Paul's fault uh, why Josh Hawley's bill didn't get a hearing. Uh, Rand Paul objected on the floor when uh, Hawley was trying to bring it up with unanimous consent. Rand Paul didn't want anything to do with it. Why did he not uh, want anything to well, do with it? Rand Paul, he's saying, you know, do Republicans want to lose every election ever in the future? And so he's more concerned with his re-election than doing the right thing. Uh, well, and, I don't understand because TikTok's so popular. Right, he's lose. saying, you know, oh, we're going to screw over these young people. And, you know, so Rand Paul, he doesn't not, seem not to care. Not that I that agree, that, but he was coming at it from the perspective of, well, we should have a free market. We shouldn't be regulating these products. And Well, that's kind of where I've fallen on this thing, but... We know very clearly TikTok's used by Chinese to spy on American citizens, collect mm -hmm. data. Yeah, and he says that we're as bad as China if we ban TikTok. It's like, in what world? You know, it's like we can't allow a communist country to sit here and spy on us. You know, that's not anti-free speech, yeah, but, okay, Rand Paul. Okay, all right, hold on. This is, a, this is actually, you're making it seem a lot easier than I think it is. Because... Don't people still have a right to use what they want if they are fine with their information being put out there? See, I don't worry about TikTok because I've never touched the platform. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, I don't have kids that would be interested in TikTok. They're too young. And the boys, do boys go on TikTok? I guess they do. Yeah. I feel like it's mostly chicks. Probably. And Lee Finky. So <laughs> um, did you like that little slip in there? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and he also has that pop thing or whatever you call it on the phone. Mm-hmm. Why do I, well, I never remember what those things are called? Pop socket. Pop socket. Mm -hmm. There you go. I'll still forget it. Um, but don't they have a right to just? What? Why should we restrict someone's ability to download an app and use an app? I, I don't understand that rationale. Because I don't think that we need a Chinese spying software that's you know masquerading as a social media. You know, it's like it's it's posing as a platform where you can just watch short videos but really what is it doing it's collecting all of your information it's collecting all yes of, but if somebody people don't even know what's in the terms oh, and conditions because people don't know what's in people have in. no idea people you know they they get these uh thousands of pages of terms and conditions they just click yep i read a check so you instead know, of banning nobody ban well i mean why, why do we care about protecting chinese companies quite frankly in mm -hmm. our marketplace right right and you know i i don't even necessarily mind the idea of a TikTok type thing existing of people being able to watch short form videos in right. a format like that. I just don't want it to be from China. Yeah. I mean, while we're at it, we should also ban companies like BlackRock from investing in the United States as well. I mean, they have over a million shares of Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, but nobody's talking about that. Mm -hmm. The and Saudi and Arabian government might have some money in Twitter for all we know. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I will say, you know, at least Rand Paul, he, he's trying to be consistent on some things, but uh, I think he's totally got the wrong read on this situation. Well, I certainly understand the libertarian argument here. You know, to me, it's just that, you know, if you are so dumb as to want to give up your information to the Chinese, then 
you know, as long as it doesn't harm other individuals, maybe, maybe you can make the argument does, I, I guess mm -hmm. I, I need to learn more about it. I get a little more concerned when they are talking about eliminating VPNs or making that illegal. Oh no yeah. No, what, I mean, that would obviously bill. be terrible. This, what's that? Is no that no matter what this bill is not the way to well, go. Why does this wake you up Dawson? Cause you're very apolitical. Otherwise I am. I, this is so when it comes down to technology, like what was the big YouTube went through something a while ago? What was it called? It was, um, well, screw those assholes. <laughs> yeah. It was Elsa gate is what it was called where the FCC started to get on YouTube's butt about, um, advertising to kids and then stealing their, or not stealing, um, collecting information to advertise to kids. Mm -hmm. FCC said, stop that. And so YouTube counter like, like, fixed it quote-unquote by making everything terrible for creators mm -hmm. and that's a bad thing um yeah generally when the government gets their hands in this stuff they screw it up right so because it's all a that. bunch of old people but I, what i also am concerned about is the government spying on us so yeah right. if they're trying to masquerade as a bill that bans the chinese government because everyone's on board with that except for biden um but then they're just going to take over the same kind of power, which is what this bill seems to do, right? That's yeah, a this, read is on a, it. this is a Trojan horse bill. Yeah, it's a Trojan horse, exactly. And this is exactly what the Patriot Act was. It was a Trojan horse to spy on American citizens mm -hmm. and to do things they could never have done if they didn't have a tragedy, mm -hmm. which is why they uh, fired a missile into the Pentagon, blew up Building 7. Were you with me on that one, Jesse? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, see, that's why you still like Jesse Ventura, that numb nuts. Because mm -hmm. you think he's a 9-11 truther, and so he's still he exposed okay with it you. More than anybody else. So, Building 7 is a complicated one to me. You know That one I'd like a good explanation on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of the other stuff, I'm like, eh, there's an explanation. Um, all right, let's uh, – do we have anything else we got to cover? We, we really – what's that? All right, well, uh, before we go to comments, did we cover all the topics? From my sheet, it says that we did. I wasn't sure we were going to get to the Restrict Act. We'll talk more about that here soon. What do we got? Um, so we have, I missed a few on the comments because Rumble has like live chat and then comments. So Rodeo55 says, hey guys, I'm so impressed with your program on Rumble. Boo, Facebook and YouTube. Um, yeah, screw those uh, authoritarians. You know, I think uh, we, would, we would do very well on YouTube. Um, just so you guys follow, like when we get banned on youtube so what happens is you get two strikes and then they stop you from producing anything for two weeks so this is why we initially went many 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 months ago we were like okay we're gonna invest in rumble okay and so far rumble has been great for us so we were we get banned from youtube two weeks and then we start putting stuff back on youtube and you start seeing slow growth of the audience and you know we start getting to like 800 900 views and then it's almost like every single time oh new ban new strike and then we gotta crawl back up oh new strike and it just seems like we're gonna continue on this process on youtube so it kills some of our viewership but the nice thing is most people have now jumped over to rumble so if you want to watch our show consistently just go to rumble uh, and follow our page it's been a pretty good a pretty good partner in this whole thing um, so we have a question from Dover Dan. He says, hello, we are having our CD1 convention this Saturday in Austin, Minnesota. Um, and he says, I have a question to ask and looking for your opinion. Do you think it would be a conflict of interest if a CD chair is working for a rep in here in, in Minnesota? Well, 100% it is. Yeah, this is uh, – well, let's not uh, pretend like we don't know what he's talking about. Aaron Ferris, 
who's running for CD1 chair, is the current CD1 chair, is apparently on the the payroll of Heck, Brad, Finstead. Brad Finstead's uh, congressional staff. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is uh, happening all over the place. Um, Benson and CD6 is on Emmer's staff. Uh, I think who's in seven? Is Bishop? I don't know yeah. if Bishop is. I think it is. I don't know if Bishop really is on uh, whatever. CD8, I think, has somebody on the legislative staff of uh, Stauber. This is common the establishment. They they got these fiefdoms. They want to protect their fiefdoms. And so here Aaron Ferris is running um, and uh, he's on the staff. He, I, I'd have to fact check this either on the staff of the the election campaign or the actual congressional staff. I don't care whichever one. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't well, matter which one it legislator. is. How can you hold your legislator accountable if it's a paid staffer? Mm-hmm. Right. There needs to be because this is this is exactly why everyone hates the rhinos like hold on the Republican Party, because if you just have your congressional staffers running the local Republican Party, it's one big family. And so when he votes for something like the Restrict Act, there's no one over here able to hold them accountable. And anyone that comes in the party, they just kick you out. We just learned about Minneapolis kicked out about like 100 delegates from the Minneapolis uh, convention, Dorsey Dorsey Mm -hmm. convention to kind of protect Jeremiah Ellison, the son of Keith Ellison. This happens in the Republican party. I'm pretty sure CD seven just kicked out like 17 delegates of their convention. And I think they're all the Otter tail County. There's 33 people in Otter tail County that got kicked out of the CD seven convention. Yeah. You guys don't, (laughs) you you aren't going to get this information from anywhere else because you know, uh, certainly Alpha News isn't willing to report about this, but we've done a show on it. We talked about what these guys did in Ottertail County. We, we, we're the ones that broke the Morrison County story, you know, the complete corruption Morrison County. So we'll tell you exactly what's going on. It's the Uniparty. They both do the same tricks. And now, as you learned at the beginning of the show, in um, this election bill, which Pat Garofalo, Rhino Pat Garofalo, signed on to the, the total popular vote or national popular vote part of it, um, you learn that, you know, the chairman, Republican hand and Keith Martin, the Democrats are on board with these kind of things. So, yeah, it's a ridiculous thing. They want to protect their little fiefdoms. And, uh, yeah, 100 percent. You should not be able to run a congressional Republican Party if you're a staffer for a can uh, for a actual congressman. You guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. There you go. That was easy. <laughs> what else we got? Um, so we have. Dream Kickass has an oldie but a goodie, and it links a video, um, which I have never seen before. A national popular vote, Tom Emmer persuaded by Soros-funded book. It's a little video. I don't know if you guys have seen it before, but um, yeah. Yeah, speak up. What was that? Oh, sorry. You can't hear me. Yeah. Sorry. So um, someone on, I think it's maybe me on, yeah, Rumble says, an oldie but a goodie and a, a link to a video on the national popular vote. It says Tom Emmer persuaded by Soros funded book. Yeah. So uh, if people don't know about that, Congressman Tom Emmer was actually a paid lobbyist for national popular vote. And this is like circa probably 2012 ish somewhere in there. And he was like a spokesman for national popular vote. He shut the hell up, though, once he became a congressman, because, <laughs> you know, after Hillary won, uh, the national popular vote that wasn't a popular stance mm. with trump people yeah but yeah yeah tom emory he's got blood on his hands so to speak when it comes to that he was actually paid as a spokesperson for national popular vote um then just a few more tucker from tucker he um 
What did he say about Jesse? I'm trying to find it here. He was um, defending Tim when Tim was uh, referring to Jimmy Buffett. He said, give, give him a break. And then same as he um, really appreciated Stinky Finky. So, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that. It's um, my duty. It's my job to never give Tim a break around here. Because he already Poor takes Tim. enough breaks during the day. <laughs> 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 oh, we love Tim, though. That's why I was – listen, I'm Tim's biggest advocate. I've been telling him to come on the show all the time, right, Dawson? I keep telling him, come on the show. People will like you, Tim. And he's always nervous. He's like, I don't know, because he's just uh, – his job basically is to go around and just tighten, uh, you know, bolts and stuff around here. Does he actually do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very handy man. I've given him so much shit. He's very handy man. And uh, we've definitely bonded over Milwaukee Tools, which yep. uh, is uh, the best brand of tools. No, I'm sorry. they got to pay for that spot. Yes. How dare they? How dare I do that? All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate the audience. Go to actionforliberty.com. Learn more about these articles that we're reading and more stories. We're going to break it as soon as we can. Um, we are just humbled, right? We're humbled by the audience every week. Absolutely. You're getting noticed. Go to our Twitter account right down there. It's uh, Twitter. It's action underscore Liberty. We just hit 500. We just launched it three months ago. So we could finally get the blue mark because you got to wait like 90 days. Mm -hmm. So we're new on Twitter. We, we didn't want to go on Twitter, but then Elon Musk bought the company. We're like, all right, sounds like they're going to protect free speech. Uh, we're pretty new to rumble still, but we're, we're gaining viewers every week. Right. We love it. We right. love it. We can't we can't thank you guys enough. Make an account. If you guys are watching and you don't have an account, make an account and then follow us. You get you notifications go. because we have all these methods of reaching out to you, but at, look at Facebook. They've banned us before. They can ban us again. Follow us directly on Rumble so you can see when we're streaming. And we want to do some kind of uh, – uh, prize we, we were going to do it this week but we got to figure out what prize that we're going to give away we'll put in the comment section we're going to do a like a little thing if you follow us um on rumble then what we'll do is we'll do a little pri we'll give away a prize but mm -hmm. we don't know what we want to give away so you got to help us out what do you guys really want come on be reasonable uh, you uh know. comment in the actual yeah. video comments not the live chat because we yeah. won't be able to see it once the video exactly yeah. so Tell us what you're thinking. Anyhow, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Take care.